Hey, hi. I got my. Yeah. Oh, wait, all the people are so saying. Yes, I got my McQueen. <laughs> You're a big fan, no? Yes. I'm so happy. And I'm so happy you visited our space. You like it? Yes, I love it. I love the bathtub with the, the balls. I got stuck in the ball pit. <laughs> in the ball bathtub, the Bel Air bathtub. I got stuck in the balls. First, that's a f Or you just didn't want to leave? No, I got stuck. I didn't know how to get out. <laughs> how can you not get out? Because I don't know how to get out. Like, right. <laughs> you can you stay in the ball pit. I don't mind. I don't mind. We need a McQueen ball pit. Did you see the Queen, McQueen confession next door? Yes, I went inside the booth. Yeah, the booth that looks like a confessional. Yeah, I saw everything you, there for like four hours. Did you make a confession? Every I'm I'm an open book, so I don't need to make a confession. Well, you can you can tell me. I I'm, I, I some people say I'm God worthy. So you look kind of like what God would look like. You got the. <laughs> Stormy, I'm super happy. I'm super excited to talk to you. Um, so you you know me and your fans, at least. I own a whole bunch of liquor brands. Bel Air, Bamboo, McQueen, you're holding it. Vion, my past brands, Ace and, and Doucet. Um, I get to talk to so many cool people in music, entertainment, sports, business. Uh, it's all about what I call being self-made. And I'll ask you what I ask everybody when we start. What does self-made mean to Stormy? Self-made to me means that you started from a lower part of life and you excelled in whether it's your career or just in life, but you did it without nepotism. You did it without like, you know, being born into a lot of money. You did it without like just people handing it to you basically. So like if you built it from the ground up, that's, that's my opinion. Do you, and where in everything you just said, is that you, do you think? of it like where does the I guess with you which I'm curious about because you do so many things you're an actress you're a filmmaker you're a producer you're a singer you're a model how do you start focus on one how do you pick one if you know what I mean I mean okay so it's kind of just been a journey it's like I didn't start everything at the same time like I got into entertainment I kind of just call it entertainment I got into entertainment when I was 16 and I was in foster care at the time. And um, the first thing I did was like modeling. Like at the time, my dream was to be like a video vixen. Like I was 16 and I wanted to be like Melissa Ford. And I was like, I want to be in all the music videos. I want to be like a, um, like a sexy model type chick. And this is before Instagram and Instagram models and stuff was a thing. So it was kind of like, I just wanted to be like a video girl and all that. And so once I got into that at 16, and then as time went on, um, I started doing like bigger modeling jobs. And then from as the years went on, I was like, you know what? I want something more, something with more substance. Because obviously I was maturing and getting older. So it was like, that was cool and fun at 16. But as I turned 19, 20, 21, I was like, I want to do more things. And then I got into acting. I started as a theater actor. And then I got into film and TV. And that's been kind of like the main thing like for my heart has been like the acting and filmmaking and then years of being in entertainment and being like an Instagram model being um an actress being a model I realized that there was no outlet for the real me it was like 
I was always putting on a character. I was always like little Barbie doll, like, oh, you know, I'm pretty, whatever. But like, there was nothing that was like, nowhere for me to express like my struggles, what I've gone through, what I, what I think, you know, and I needed an outlet for my voice. Cause I'm like, my body is blasted everywhere, but my fucking voice has nowhere to go. So then that's where like music came in. But then I made the mistake when I first got into music years ago and I started making shit that was just like off of the brand I already had. So I was like, okay, well, I'm once again, not giving myself a voice cause I'm just fucking making thought rap about my tits and my ass. But this is what everyone already knows. Like what is, what's the point of this? So that's when I got into metal and rock is when I was like, I want to be my true authentic self in a space. And yeah, it's been kind of a journey. It's been like an 11 year journey. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's a lot. And if you unpack that, we'll start at the end. Um, you think it was confidence that got you to the point of saying, I got to have my own voice? You know what I mean? Yes, definitely. I didn't have a sense of self that strongly at 16, 17, 18. At the time, I was afraid of speaking out because I felt like I had a weird image of making it in Hollywood. I had a weird image of making it in acting and modeling and all that. I thought that in order to progress, I would have to be very well behaved and I would have to, you know, not speak out. I can't be controversial. I can't anger anyone. That, that was my strategy when I first came in because I was really young and I was like, I want to follow the line. You want to just follow everybody else and be good and be a good, yeah, exactly. I faced tons and tons of sexual assault and harassing when I first got into the industry, especially being 16. And I was like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to snitch. I'm not going to expose. I'm going to be very well behaved. I'm going to just like, you know, just deal with things and keep it to myself. And that just happened with everything. You know, things were uncomfortable to me. I kind of just like let it go. But then as you get older, you start building more a sense of self. You start getting more confidence and you start like not giving a fuck as much. Um, so now being 27, um, I just don't really care anymore about being necessarily liked. I care about being authentic and real versus like saying what everyone wants to hear. I'm just um, honestly myself, whether I'm right or wrong, I'm just more genuine. Was, was there a moment? Was, did something happen? Was there a moment where you're like, you know what, I got to turn the switch on? I realized that in my life, um, when I have been well-behaved, it's not like it made a difference. Like I've been well-behaved, I've been quiet, I've said what was more publicly, uh, uh, you know, accepted. And I still got backlash, I still got hate. Like when I was just posting pictures and doing videos and just being a quiet, pretty model, I still got called a slut, a bitch, or, you know, no matter what I've done, no matter if I just come and say, hi, I'm gonna be peaceful and just exist, it's, it's gonna be controversial, it's going to be, um, you know, criticized regardless. So I might as well just like say fuck you and do what I want to do. <laughs> so, so how do you how do you manage that with your fans? You've got like almost a million fans out there who are following you, and they've seen you evolve. Like, how do you, how do you, are you, do you, are you catering to them? Do you do you care about them? Like, how do you view them? Because they're 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 your world, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like anyone who's a true fan, a, a true storm chaser, whatever you want to call themselves, they, in order to be a fan of me, you have to be a fan of all of me. If you're a fan of just the tits and the ass, I mean, that's cool. Um, you can just go to OnlyFans and go buy some content. But if you want to say you're a fan of me, like a Stormy Maya as the person, 
then you have to accept all of what that comes with. And that comes with the chaos, that comes with the controversy, that comes with my voice. If people want to just see the body, like I said, I have platforms that are solely not opinionated. That. So they can kind of find where they want to go. Um, like my music page is separate. I made a separate page for Cinnamon Babes. So they don't have to be, you know, bombarded with metal and, and music they don't want to hear. So I try to now separate the platform so that you know, people can kind of go where they want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? So let's talk about music. Were you always a fan of rock, heavy metal? Were you always a fan? Yes. Yeah, so that's like a main reason why I speak up a lot about my experience of being an alternative person that's black, you know, because the thing about it is a lot of times when you're black or a person of color and you're young and you're into this genre of music, it's very quickly that you, you face a lot of backlash for it. So yeah, in middle school, I was the kid of like, you know, My Chemical Romance, Paramore, I'm sitting there rocking out the Lincoln Park and shit. But then growing up in an all black and Hispanic community, being a black girl it, and being in a black family, a lot of times it's very much discouraged. It's like, that's white music. That's weird. Like, ew, what the fuck are you listening to? You emo or some shit. And it's like, in our community, it's been like a, a genre of music that's like not heavily accepted. Like, and so like a lot of times you'll just kind of like stop or you just kind of separate yourself from that because you want to be accepted. You just don't want to be bullied. You don't want to be the weirdo. So it's not that I stopped listening to rock and metal. No, I've been listening to rock and metal since I was like 13. Um, it's just that like, I no longer like wore kind of the appearance of it. Like I used to like dress like a hot topic kid. I was in middle school wearing like fucking cat noses and you know, I was doing all that. But like I said, like it got to a point where like you just get tired of people beating your ass or making fun of you all the time. So you're like, you know what? I'm going to just like look like what I'm supposed to look like. Um, I'm a fan of multiple genres. I like some hip hop. I like uh, Motown. I like jazz. I like different stuff. But yes, I've mostly been a fan of, I'd say, new metal. Um, I like pop rock. Like I don't think green, I like Green Day. I like, I like Nirvana, which is like, you know, classic rock shit. Like I like all different types of rock. So did, did, uh, and I didn't think about it until you just said this. You got backlash from both sides, from your own community, because you liked I didn't think about that side. I was thinking about the other side. That's like, the you're everyone kind of, like, assumes. So, like, even with the song Rock and Roll is Black that I made, it's recently been getting, like, tons of fucking controversy. Um, it's like everyone always assumes that's just who I'm talking to. They're like, oh, you're just attacking white folks and saying white people are racist, and that's the whole reason you made rock and roll is black. That's the whole reason you talk about the history of rock music and rock is a genre that originated from black artists. What's funny is like, yeah, there are a lot of racists and gatekeepers and assholes that I deal with, but a large portion of people I wanted to hear this was people in the black community because that's who I get a lot of backlash from who say, <laughs> you're a bedwinch or you're a traitor, you suck white dick or you want to be a white girl so bad. And these are not comments I get sporadically, like once in a blue moon. These are daily things that I hear and that I see and that people say to me. And when I get these comments, my main objective is to educate them on, well, actually, like historically, this is a part of your culture. Historically, like you were a part of this. And that's the main reason I, stre I, I stress it is because I want people to understand that, like, that these like racial stereotypes they have put on music and stuff are wrong. And the thing about it is I believe anybody can make anything they fucking want. I don't give a shit, but it's my defense. Cause if you keep telling me this is white music, you don't belong here. Go stick to R&B, stick to rap. I'm going to educate you on what actually yep. And that's really what it's about. It's not me 
saying, oh, only black people can make rock. Like, that sounds fucking stupid. Like, why would I say that? It's saying, like, this is black culture. This is black music. So that people understand, like, hey, like, I belong here fucking too. It is, do you use it? Because I use the negativity in, in my life as, as just fuel. I just want to own it. I want to own the other person. Do you use it as fuel? Oh, yeah. Like, it's the thing, like, people don't get about me. Just because I respond doesn't mean I'm over here fucking crying in my bed. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, like, right now, the music video on TikTok has almost half a million views. I got, like, about fucking almost 6,000 comments. And a lot of them are mad as shit. And I got people saying, damn, they're ripping you apart on TikTok for your music video because they're saying you're this and you're that. I said, I don't give a fuck. My streams have gone up, like, 100% since, since then. And in a day, I'm about to hit a half a million views on it. And y'all are getting me mad freaking... Y'all, y'all spreading the message that I'm trying to spread. I don't give a damn if you're mad. Because would, would you, would you been, would you have been happy if no one said anything negative? Yeah, of course. Because I didn't expect people to be that negative. To be honest, yeah. like yeah. I honestly made the song as a defense to the comments that I constantly get. Because the minute I got into this space, like let me explain this real quick, right? So before I dropped a song, period. I announced to my fan base on Instagram, like, hey guys, you know what? I want to be my authentic self. I'm no longer making like thought rap and shit. I'm going to make shit that's real for me. And I want to make the genre that I'm the biggest fan of, which is metal. And so like off of just that post on Instagram, I got, I kid you not, 2000 comments. And half of them comments were coming at me. A lot of them were the black community saying exactly what I already said. Traitor, Oh, you want to be fucking white? Oh, you're not proud of being black? All this type of type of shit. And this is before I dropped anything. So it was like, okay, that's fucking weird. I got so discouraged because I had made multiple posts about making metal and my own community constantly kept coming at me. So that I started, I deleted all this stuff on my Instagram about me even doing metal and rock. This is before I had a music page. Yep. Because I just got tired of the negativity. People were DMing me, um articles about how metal is satan worshiping i got called a demon i got called like a devil worshiper all different types of stupid shit people were coming at me at then once i actually entered the space i did start getting the white commenters who then started being just blatantly racist and telling me like why the fuck are you making this shit right so with both sides and just with multiple people constantly coming at me for race because the thing is a lot of people were coming at me before they even heard music. So I knew it wasn't, they hated the music because they didn't even hear it. It's the thought of it. It's the thought of it. Yeah, exactly. And I had posted like videos of me, um, you know, Melissa Cross, you know, the screen. Yeah. I had posted videos of me, like I had did her training about, you know, doing harsh vocals and stuff. So just videos like that got a lot of negativity as well. I was like, oh, you're fucking weird. It was like the same comments from middle school all over again. So <laughs> it was like, this song was a response to, all that shit. It was like, you keep telling me I'm black, I can't make it. Oh, you're you're black, you can't make it. I keep getting comments on my YouTube, you know, stick to R&B, stick to rap, blah, 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 blah. I keep getting white dudes who want to collab with me, but then they're sitting on me all these, the, the messages are weird as shit, where they're like, when you're black, you're in metal, that's so cool. Like, let's do a song together, because, like, people are going to be crazy when they see this. And that's not necessarily racism, but it's just fucking weird. So it was also fetishizing and creepiness that people kept adding in there. And long story short, I got tired of my race being the main focus of my music because prior to this song, none of my songs had anything to even do with race. I didn't come into space saying this is my race, but that's all people would focus on. So yeah, then I finally made a song about race. Now everyone's like, 
oh my god and i'm like well shit i want to fucking say it you know okay. so so now now it's three weeks now right three weeks since that song no that song well wait when it dropped it dropped recently right the 8th just happened yeah and i just posted the music video on my tiktok yesterday and i didn't post the music video yet but on the official on youtube yet but yeah so are you uh, any regrets at all no what do you do now with it how do you leverage this because that's the goal right yeah i mean that i don't regret shit that's the thing i don't regret shit if i do anything i do it with intention so I can't really help if people are offended. People are offended by my fucking existence. Me being a black woman in metal is offensive. Me showing my tits and ass on my own body is offensive. So I don't give a fucking shit. People are offended. They can like suck a dick, you know? Um, so, how, so how do you like, how do you parlay that energy for me? How do you take that? What's next? What do you see as next? So here's the thing, like, you know, I've got tons of songs already recorded and, you know, I'm going to just blast those out. And the great thing is that the positive side is with all the negativity, a lot of them, um, a lot of, I've got a lot of new fans. Like I said, a lot of streams have went up. We found a lot of new people. So when people are mad at something, they share it the most, right? So they've been pushing the song like crazy. They don't even realize it, which is great. But uh, where I go from here is I'm going to continue making stuff and if people get pissed off and it, it's kind of like the whole reason of me making the music is to say things that I want to say that a lot of people are scared of saying and that I'm scared of saying that now I'm just like whatever so if if you and I had this conversation three years ago what would have been like so three years ago I wasn't making this genre three years ago I was trying to be trendy in this sense of like I was just trying to make stuff that was like cool for TikTok, like little pop shit, thought rap. Like I wasn't really making things of substance at the time. And I kind of was just like, oh, whatever. I'm just making it to make it. So three years ago, I just probably would have been on here catching like a fucking bimbo. Um, because, but you, but you would have done that because that's the line you think you should have walked down versus correct. versus your own voice. Correct. At the time I had a manager. Um, that when he approached me first to do music years ago, he had said, like, you should capitalize off of the fan base that you already have, which you already have built. And with doing that, you should kind of, like, just go in the direction that people already follow you and know you for. And I said, fine, like, whatever. Like, you know, let's do it. Because at the time, I was just like, why not? Um, it was years after doing it that I started just feeling empty and feeling like this is just stupid. You know, and I didn't even believe in half the stuff I was talking about. Everything was about sugar daddies and just getting money. And everything was just about, like, superficial shit. And the reason I went that route is because that's what people assume and thought when they looked at me anyway. But then after a while, I was just like, I don't want to perform this at 40. I don't want to perform this forever. I don't want to go down this route. Every other chick is doing this shit right now. This doesn't feel like me. And then I would go to those shows and be around those circles and I never fit in. Cause like, I've always been like the alternative introverted person. And I've always been kind of like darker in nature. Like the things that I watch and the things that I'm into, the music that I listen to, I listen to like a lot of like darker music and heavier music. And I am really into like anime and I'm really into like 
gaming and just things that in general have always kind of made me a weird ball out in my community. So then when I was going to shows and stuff that were surrounded around that thought rap and shit, I once again was like this weird outsider of like, yeah, this is not me. Like I'm not these like drink Patron twerking on table type of females, which is cool. Like nothing wrong with that. I'm a, I, your, your answer is I'm a badass who drinks McQueen. <laughs> so, so story, story, who, who, who out there is your inspiration? Do you uh, look up to who out there is you know that you, that you like the path that they paved Alexis Brown from Straight Line Stitch um killer black woman in this space um I'm a big fan I mean it's a band but I'm a big fan of Rage Against the Machine which is very obvious and like the tracks like in the track Rock and Roll is Black that's heavily influenced by their song Take the Power Back um Let's see who else to like. My favorite writer is Alice Walker. Um, as far as let's see who else do I look up to? Um, I think like I, I have people. I just like have to think of like who 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 who's been in who's been in your corner since day one. Me. One of you being in just you. Me. me literally, that's me. Like I. When I entered the space, like I said, I was a kid in foster care, and this was an escape to me. Like, the whole modeling, trying to be, like, something besides myself, it was, like, an escape. And I joined that at 16 when I was in foster care. And at the time, they were very upset of what I was doing. And then I got, like, a letter from, like, the system, like, foster care system, whatever you want to call it, my social worker, when I was, like, 18, because um, sometimes you can stay in the system a little bit past 18, but they told me in order to stay in the system, I would have to like give up modeling and doing videos and stuff. I said no. And so for that reason, they like completely kicked me out. <laughs> I was like homeless. And um, I also like, you know, I was also aged out, but it was also the point of like, they were like, you know, you need to cooperate and stop doing the stuff you're doing. And I said no, because I knew that this was going to be my escape was going down the route of entertainment, going down the route of like, just whatever the hell I do, I knew that there was something bigger for me. But what 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 was it about? What what was the 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 sugar in the entertainment? What was it that it made you feel like? Why that? It was just like at the time, it felt like I didn't like who I was. I didn't like my life. I didn't like the person that I was. Not saying I was a bad person. It's just that my whole life, I was always like. So I was heavily abused physically as a kid, right? So when I was at home, I was beat and I was unwanted and I was told like just negative things about myself on a regular basis as a kid. Then I go to school and I was weird and introverted and alternative and I get beat up and nobody liked me. They made fun of my hair and they made fun of my glasses, they made fun of my acne, they made fun of my braces, they made fun of me for being skinny and for me being into the stuff I was into. And like, so it's just like, I felt like nowhere was for me. And then as I started maturing and getting older started coming into myself and I started getting the attention of boys and I started like getting the attention like positive reinforcement because of my appearance so I started once I started getting that kind of attention I decided to use it as kind of a way to get out of the shitty situation I had I didn't have anything I didn't have money I didn't have parents I didn't have a healthy home I didn't have a really good uh, education I didn't really have shit when I started in entertainment. I had literally nothing. I was living in a group home with like sharing a room with some kid, living in like a weird neighborhood. Um, like I said, with no money, with no family support. I didn't have shit at all to use to my advantage besides my appearance. 
So when I started using my appearance, I started seeing things happen for me. And I was like, I know how to sell this. And I was able to quickly change my bad situations because at the time I thought it was a lot of money to me. I was able at 16 to like do music videos and stuff for like, oh, you get $200 for like a couple hours. Oh my God, like $200, you know? And I was able to like do little model gigs where like, oh, we'll do a photo shoot, give you 150. And I'm like, wow. And you know, at the time that's a lot of money to me because I'm working like at these restaurants for like $8 an hour. And so I learned how to kind of hustle with what I had. And people were always asking me like, you know, you should be in music videos. You should be a, a model in this, a model in that. So I was like, oh shit, okay, let me try it. And then, yeah, like once I saw that I knew how to hustle and work within that, I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna use it. How, and how, how um, I'm gonna ask two separate questions. Someone what? just posted this and I wanna know, who is your best friend? Uh, my best friend is this girl named Ness. Uh, shout out to Ness. What's up, Ness? Uh, back home in New York. She's my only best friend that I really, I have like other friends, but she's like my best friend. Like she's my personal friend. All my other friends are like more, like I met them in the industry or I met them like in this. So who's, so Stormy, who's around you? Do you have any, 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 uh, if you have an idea, I want to do this song and I want to bounce it off, like who? I want to go to, I want to be a casting for this. Who do you bounce ideas off of? No one. You. I mean, cause the thing is, like I said, like I, I just, I don't really have anyone in my circle. Like I have one best friend and that's it. Best friends since like, I think like seven years now. Um, but no, I don't have a lot of friends. Um, I've never had a lot of friends because people are weird. Now a lot of people want to be my friend and I'm, this is not no weird narcissistic shit. Like hear me out. A lot of people want to be my friend in the sense of like, a lot of people make effort to be my friend, make a lot of effort to hang out with me. Um, but I'm very like to myself, like I'm very, very introverted, despite the fact that I'm an entertainer. I like to have like one friend at a time, one partner at a time. I'm very just to myself, even my best friend, we talk every two months because if she tries to call me all the time, I just, I'm just, I just don't like being around a lot of stuff. Like I have really bad social anxiety and um, like, I just don't like being a lot around people, so. Um, I'm sure you've had experiences where your fans have seen you or someone younger seen you and given you, and you've given them inspiration. Has that, I'm sure that's happened. Am I right? Correct, yes. What does that feel like? Uh, it feels cool. Like one of the main things is like with my natural hair. Um, that's been a journey I've been on, I think like six years now. And a lot of times what keeps me going with wearing my natural hair, despite the negativity is like how many people tell me I inspire them to wear theirs. So there's a lot of times where I feel like my hair is so ugly. I get a lot of negativity, a lot of negative comments. And then I deal with a lot of shit in the industry about my hair and stuff like that. And I've been very tempted for a long time to no longer wear my fro or wear my natural hair because of everything I get handed to me. But then I get all these comments and like messages from like hundreds of girls and stuff who are like, you're the reason why I wear my, my real hair. You're the reason why I feel beautiful in my natural hair. And then I have people who tell me that their, their kids, they send pictures of me to them. Like, look, your hair can look like this and look, she's pretty and look at your hair. So it's like, it's hard sometimes to even deal with the shit of that. But then I see how many people are, influenced by it so I'm like all right like I'm seeing it for something and that's kind of how I feel about being alternative in this space is like there's a couple black women in this space that I really appreciate like I love Rico Nasty I think she really like pushed it 
to be, you know, alternative and black. I think she really made a big impact on that. Um, Dochi, she's, uh, I think she's kind of new in the game, but she is, she's alternative. She's in the space and she's a black woman. Um, and people like that, like they really do. I look up to them in the sense of like, damn, like you make it easy for me to be myself. So I want to be another person making it easy for another person like me to be themselves. You know what I'm saying? It, it, where does, where does uh, being an actress, being a model, where does that fit in today? Um, like the thing about it is like, I look at everything kind of like, they have different purposes. Um, so when it comes to the modeling and just like, I guess, influencing as you want to call it, I feel like showing that natural hair, for example, can be like sexy, and be attractive, um, it is impactful because the thing is a lot of times girls will look to like Instagram models, influencers and stuff like that for like what they want to look like. So I feel like I show it a different light of like, oh look, you can look sexy in a bikini, you can look sexy in lingerie, which um, I've been in movies and stuff where I'm playing a love interest or I'm playing the attractive person on screen and I'm wearing my natural hair, which I don't see a lot of. A lot of times when the girl's the love interest or She's like, the, oh my God, we're looking at her. It's like she has silky pressed hair and she has a certain, and, and she has certain features that a lot of girls like me growing up didn't have. So I feel like showing that in, in, in that light is important. I feel like for The Rock and all that, I'm showing that like as a black woman, I have a fucking voice about something. Um, besides just ass and titties, I have something to fucking say, which can inspire other women and women of color and men of color to fucking speak the fuck up and be in a space that they might not feel welcome. Stormy, when are you happiest? You mean like when it comes to the different what things? Makes, what makes you happy? What makes me happy? Um, I mean, overall, what I will say, I mean, maybe this is not answering the question correctly, but I overall feel like I'm a very content person because I live to my own tune. Um, I might seem stressed the fuck out 90% of the time, but I am content with what I, like, with what I have built for myself. Um, I like the fact that, like, and I like everything that I do. I like the fact that I have such a large repertoire of, like, things that I'm a part of, and that brings me a lot of joy. Um, and I love, one thing I really love about entertainment, especially with acting, is how, like, the, it's always excitement. It's always something new. So every time I get booked for a new role, it's, like, a Christmas present like it's always like oh my god like I filmed for Wu-Tang season three a week ago and it was like a, a whole new experience like oh my god I'm gonna set a Wu-Tang I'm filming for Wu-Tang like so it's like I get to experience like brand new presents all the time which is super cool like with Rob so do you appreciate the moments you appreciate the yeah. moments that are when they're given to you when you when you earn them as well you earn them yeah, like, I love experiences. Like, with the whole rock shit, it's exciting. Like, okay, right now, I'm waking up. My music video's getting, like, half a million views in a day. I'm, like, stoked. I'm, like, wow. You know, like, there's always something. And then, let's say tomorrow, I get signed to a major label because of the song. Oh, my God, it's another excitement. Or, you know, it's, like, I, what brings me joy is, like, surprises and just kind of, like, new experiences and being a part of shit. Um... That's just really what brings me joy. I just don't like to be bored. I don't like to be stagnant, uh, which is why I don't work a nine to five. <laughs> so, so Stormy, as we as we wrap it up, um, I'm a huge fan now. I'm a huge fan. I, I think, uh, <laughs> I, I think, you know, I think in in all my presentations that I give for my business, 
I have my first slide on my page is a picture of my 93 year old mother. There's like 10 pictures of her and she's rollerblading in most of them. She's 93 and she rollerblades and she wears my brands. She won't leave the house with wearing my brand on her hat, a t-shirt, a sweatshirt. And it says the cross of her pictures, it says we are different. And it took me 50 some years to figure that one out. Meaning, and she'd say this is it's okay to be different. It's okay. And it's, it's a hard thing to do and you're doing it. You're, you got a, you got a massive head start on me and being different. You're going to get called out. You're going to be looked at different. You're going to be, act, every one of my brands for me, the one thing they all have in common is no one said they'd work because they're different. Different. Um, different, but you're, you're, uh, I don't know. There's something special to me about anybody who can own themselves, who can feel good about themselves. When, when you feel good about yourself, you don't care. It's an amazing feeling, an amazing feeling. And you're, you're, you're definitely that self-made because it's you, it's you. And you're appreciating every moment that comes through. So yeah. I'm on, I'm on team stormy. Team stormy, team cinnamon bay. I mean, like, honestly, it's hard as fuck. Like everyone thinks it's only hard to not fit in when you're like a kid. They think like, oh yeah, when you become an adult, like fitting in is not like a thing you think about anymore, but that's not true. We all want to be liked by coworkers, liked by our peers, liked by our sports teams. It's so, even harder when you're older. It's harder, it's not easier, it's harder. It is, it is hard. As a kid, you have an excuse. You have no excuse as an adult. Exactly. No, I mean, it's hard, it's hard, like, you know, like I tell people, even with appearance, like when I scroll on Instagram and I see music videos, everyone got like lace fronts and weaves done. And I'm sitting here with my bush and I'm sitting there like having to fight the mental fucking brainwashing that it's okay. Your hair looks fucking good too. It's like, even with the music I make, it's like, I could easily just be like, all right, they told me I, I shouldn't be here. Let me just fucking leave now. And it's like, no, I got to fucking like, just have thick fucking skin. And yep. Like, you got to, you know, I tell, I tell my team all the time. Um, and I, 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 it, it took me a while to figure this one out. If anybody's going to screw it up, I want it to be me. I want it to be me. You yeah. know, you got to own that gut feeling of what you want. And it, it's, if anybody's going to screw it up, make it you. Don't let somebody else screw it up for you. That's the hard thing. That's the thing that's come with age that I love is like, I have become, I have become a fan of myself. Like, you know, for years I was like trying to be like other people trying to sound like other people, trying to look like other people. And I got to a point now in life where, like I said, if people are offended by what I am or what I do, I do not give a shit. Um, and I'm just authentically myself. And like sometimes people aren't gonna like your authentic self, but you have to get to we, we love Stormy the way she is. Cinnamon babe, we love you the way you are, right? Yes, McQueen, let's go! Let's go! It, it, Stormy, anything I could do, anything I could do, please ask. You, we got your whole team on my sides behind you. So you're just, bigger is, is only, uh, you're only going to get bigger. Trust me, I know things. Well, I'm, I'm, I'll set you down things. Okay, rub it, rub it, rub it. But no uh, if you want to make a wish, we're from a queen bottle, make a wish. There you go. There you go. And for <laughs> me, next time you're a New Yorker, when you come to Atlanta, come visit us, and uh, I hope to see you in person, all right? Oh, yeah, hell yeah. See, I'm always down to go back home to New York. Let's go. Let's go, Stormy. <laughs> Everybody, thank you. Thank you, Stormy. Bye. You got, you got to hang me up, though.